Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. That sounded nice. That's a Claremont bass line, folks. Double India Pale Ale with a lemon peel. Uh, named after Chris Claremont, who wrote for the opposite of what we're talking about tonight. Uh, I am drinking Captain Morgan Long Island Iced Tea, pre-mixed. But I mix it with some Coke to give it that proper iced tea flavor. And for a non-alcoholic thirst quencher, I'm drinking... Wonder Woman, Dr. Pepper. There she is. Yeah, diet, though. There's the current woman I'd choose to fuck over any woman right now, probably. Oof. Oh, really? Wow. I thought this was a very fitting episode coming off the last episode with hard bods. Because it was like Themyscaria or Themyscaria or whatever it is. Is uh, it was just like full of just so many just sexy hard-bodied women. Hard-bodied I mean, island. Robin Wright Penn oh, looked no. amazing for her age. For her age, she looked amazing. Absolutely. For her age. How old is she? Eighty? Eighty-two? <laughs> Low nineties. Um, greetings, Cool Boys Nation, and welcome to a special episode of the Cool Boys Podcast. Spoiler cast for Wonder Woman. Wonder Wonder Woman. No, no. That's no longer the theme song. Now it's angry and played with an electric cello. Wonder Woman. I'm as always. I'm Felk, and I'm Wonder Ballard. And it's a dynamic duo this evening. Mm. Yep, that's right. Noli was. We'll be watching the movie in a two days or so, and we'll end up being able to talk about it on the next episode as his update. I'm sure. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he's watching on Wednesday. For, yeah, well, I guess I guess planning means probably it will happen. Yep, absolutely. This is, of course, an easy movie to take the ladies to. Oh, yeah. Oh, you get laid, I'm sure, right away. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, certainly more so than watching, I don't know, Irreversible. Ooh, irreversible. Yeah, that would not. Yeah, that whole that whole nine minute long take. <laughs> Maybe let's not talk about irreversible. I probably shouldn't have even mentioned it. Yeah, right in the middle of this episode, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> so do we want to begin? Irreversible. 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 Monica Bellucci, perfect um, Wonder Woman cast. Yeah, right there. So I think before we get into this, let's just uh, let's just give our ratings out first. So uh, let's just ha- hear how many cool boys you would give it, Phil. How many cool boys did you give Wonder Woman? On a scale that I still understand to be zero to five cool boys, I will give it four, maybe even four point five boys. Ooh, so many boys. Just four well, and a half. I would give it one boy. Seriously. And from this point on out. It's spoilers. Is that seriously your rating? It's time for spoilers. So juicy. Moving through the movie somewhat chronologically, Mm. uh, the very first thing you see after the classic Warner Brothers logo is the brand new DC logo, which... I mean, I guess it just represents any DC things at Warner Brothers because it's not like they're an independent studio. But uh, what did you think of the new logo? Hated it. Really? <laughs> Hated it. It uh, reminded me of Justice League from 2000. Exactly. It was just like the Justice League. Uh, very, sim- very, very. <laughs> okay, this can't, we can't do this the entire episode. I'm going to go insane. <laughs> um no, it was very reminiscent of the opening to Justice League. And, um, I, I, I kind of, I, I guess I like it. They're definitely embracing the fact that they are a comic book studio. I see. I hate, I hate the new Marvel logo that's, that starts uh, Doctor Strange, where they show the actors. It's like, no, show the comic books. Show your lineage. 
Well, they do show lineage in the Marvel one. Oh my God, how do we get into Marvel so fast and then Wonder Woman spoiler cast? Because we're talking All about right. comic book studio. I know, logos. I know, I know. But anyways, Marvel starts off with the normal flippy flappity flippity flap of pages, and then not the it new goes one, into not their, the Doctor Strange one. Yeah, yeah, not the yeah. It does, it does, it does start the same way, but then it gets into quick concept art actually uh, from films like the Avengers and so forth and Iron Man, and then it goes into live action images of. Uh, of like, I think it's actually uh, Bifrost you see, um, and then you start to see, I think maybe like Elizabeth Olsen and Tony Stark, and then maybe Black Panther right away, and then you kind of like, you know, so forth. But you do see like, I think the very first live action image you see is Chris Evans throwing the shield right after you see a concept art of him throwing the shields. You see, okay, you see, yeah, you see very painting-esque uh, animated stuff, but- you Concept still- art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like Scarlet looks like Scarlet. That's the first recognizable face. Scar Joe Hansen. Uh, and uh, then it gets into clips from the movies. And I thought that I, I missed the original, this, the, the flippity floppity pages, simple Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I kind of DC never really had that. The best logo they had was the opening of uh, The Dark Knight, where it was the black and white. Uh, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, I call that the pointillism one where it's like all the lights are shining, all the spotlights are shining and it turns out to be the different pointillism aspects of uh, the comic printing. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. That's my favorite by far. Cool boys podcast word of the day. Pointillism. <laughs> Pointed up. Anyway, so um, let's get into this movie. So I'll, I'll give out my real rating. Um, yeah, I definitely give this movie... Well, I, you know, I, it's a real tough one for me. It's between 4.5 out of 5 versus 5 out of 5. And for me, it's like the... That's why I said 4.5. Oh, you said... F- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm on the edge of 5 stars. Ooh, wow. Because okay. for me, like, what, the little bit that's taken away, like, are they, I, I think that it hurts the movie, is only, like, completely, like, balanced out to be a 5 star with all the sexiness. And this movie is full of sexiness. This movie has lots of sexy gripping, has some sexy winks, sexy eye play, sexy mouth play, little 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 bites of the lip, sexy looks, sexy outfits, sexy names. Everybody in Themyscira has a sexy name. And their outfits are all incredibly sexy. The queen has an incredibly sexy outfit. I mean, the whole let's thing get a, felt Let's get like, a whole hour. Keep going. Sexy what else? What? <laughs> sexy water. Sexy planes. Sexy wars. Sexy amputees. Sexy trains. Sexy ice cream. Sexy dresses. Sexy scenes. Sexy old British guys. There was a very sexy fountain scene. That, the, the fountain was one of the sexier things in the movie. It may have had the sexiest first action sequence of any movie with the uh, Amazonians taking out the uh, German soldiers. That was very sexy. Um, it felt like I was I was watching a you know a uh, like one of those uh, you know Ralph Bashki like you know drawings come to life it, like their outfits and everything like that. Like they were really, really wonderfully sexy drawings. Clad. Wait. So side note, there. Did you did you watch Fire and Ice? I haven't, but I've I've like I've, I like popped it in and scanned it for a second. Did you get a Blu-ray or DVD? Blu-ray. Ooh, that's nice. Yep. So, anyway, so I think that was just oh. Just what a what a treat, you know. And then Gal Gadot just was like just killing the role and looked fantastic. I mean, she just really was just perfect everywhere around. From like her her just her acting was just so perfect. Wonder Woman, really? Her, her, yeah, her characterization was great. Wonder Woman, especially at this point, like Wonder Woman, bright eyed, bushy tailed, going out in the world. She would she nailed it. I don't know if she could nail like you know war torn. Like, you know, Wonder Woman many, many years down the line, which is kind of the Wonder Woman we saw in BVS. We'll have to see more of that in Justice League to be able to tell. But I think Joss Whedon, based on what I saw, can take what, what, she, what she proved in Wonder Woman and just make that just sing, honestly. So it's, already, it's already, Justice League's already Joss Whedon's movie now? It is. Sorry. Oops. I mean, he's reshooting for two weeks. Yeah, but he's already been working on the script. So, I mean, he's going to have a... That's th- he's gonna have a pretty big influence, even if he is claiming to allow uh, Zach to still have his film. I still think Joss will have an influence on the film. Um, and you know what? This movie has some pretty, pretty fucking amazing like comic book action. Actually, I thought it was nice and inv- innovative. Mm. Like the way the Amazonians fought with their arrows and jumping off horses and whatnot. Okay, and all the way that, that I have to see it again because I sat very close to the screen. 
Oof. and had a very, very digital projector because I saw it at Lambley just uh, and it, it is not I, I need to see it again because the action sequences, I can't tell if it was just the fact that I was too close and the projector was too blurry, but I couldn't tell what was going on in most of the action sequences. And I have seen like other critics say that I mean, not that I'm a critic, but critics say that that the action sequences are probably one of the worst parts about it. And uh, I would kind of agree. Like, I thought the action was kind of confusing, a little too close up, a little too quick cut, a little too much of Zack Snyder, like circa like 2007, like uh, time ramp stuff that even he kind of has abandoned. Yeah, um, but that kind of works where you play into the whole DCEU. Like, it, then it actually all looks the same, similar to how all the Marvel movies all look the same, unlike how all the X-Men films don't look the same. Man of Steel, he, he, even though it's Zack Snyder's style, watch Man of Steel. Never time ramps, never slow-mos anything. Uh, it's very weird that he, like, abandoned his own technique, and then this movie looks like it looks more like 300 than Man of Steel when it's at, when, on action. BVS has ramping. It does have, yeah, he definitely brought it back. And I think, I kind of wonder if that's just Christopher Nolan departing, because Christopher Nolan's like, yeah, don't do that. No, I think Zack Snyder took that on as like a major, like, watch me change my style, you fucking, you stupid fan bitches who can't stop hating me. I'm going to be different. It's going to look totally like a real movie. You know, and then it like, you know, people came out and they're like, it looks stylized. You know, it still came still heard him for for our, our, our sexy listeners a little bit of uh pre-information uh ballard and i are two of the two percent of america who really likes man of steel love it a five-star movie i agree bvs is for me bvs and i only consider one version of bvs whenever i talk about it i i am speaking only about the ultimate edition and the ultimate edition for me also a five-star movie. Might be four-star, but I say it's a five-star movie. Interesting. Okay, because I was going to say there's no point in us ranking them. Suicide because Squad the is like a two-star movie. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was going to assume we would both say Man of Steel is, is the best. Uh, followed by I, At least I would say Man of Steel is the best, followed by Wonder Woman, followed by Batman v Superman Extended Cut, although they're close. Let's rank it. In terms of ranking for the DCEU, most people will put this at the top. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it's it's still Man of Steel is the, the best followed by, I guess, Wonder Woman, although certainly certainly over the theatrical cut, I would say the extended edition might be more on par with this. And then Suicide Squad's at the bottom in, in the garbage bin. Hmm. All right. Um, I would say for me, the DCEU goes <laughs> Man of Steel. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Okay. Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition, or the only edition. Okay. And Suicide Squad. Okay. So I think, is that the exact same list you just had? Yeah. <laughs> well, twinsies. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a really easy ranking, honestly. But you know what? I would I would probably think that. No, most people will put Wonder Woman at the top. Most people do not like Super, uh, Batman of Steel at all. Do you think most people actually would put Wonder Woman at the top over Man of Steel? Really? I mean, the critics certainly did. Uh, that's that's the critical census. Um, and and audience scores is the same thing. So, yeah. Hmm. Although the audience score for Suicide Squad was higher than Batman v Superman. So, who knows? Yeah. See, the Suicide Squad fucking, was fucking horseshit. Um, I think Man of Steel is the best because um, it's the one that didn't require tinkering to get back to being the best. Like BVS did. Oh, well, I wasn't even like, yeah, I mean, it's it's impossible for me to watch the extended cut of BVS without remembering that first two times I saw it as this very confusing experience where when the big fight happens, I was like, well, I guess I'm kind of convinced that they sh- they're going to fight. See, I haven't seen it since. Like, literally, I've not seen the theatrical version since. I've only watched the Ultimate Extended. I've watched it many times. I really like it. I love it. It's a great movie. Yeah, I've seen it. It totally gets me when 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 uh, Superman like steps up and like you know, it's like I'm gonna fucking go kill myself. <laughs> like I'm always like, oh my god, he's doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, anyways, um, well, you know, I I thought like you know one of the actually good things about uh Wonder Woman I saw it from further back was some of the action sequences. I thought some of the CGI wasn't very good at times, but the action sequences, especially the No Man's action sequence scene when um. 
it like kind of starts off with like you know fading in on the battlefield and like just you know the german artillery going off and then you see her kind of just marching through the trenches like not understanding like what the fuck is going on like why is everybody not going up there and just really showing how naive she is but at the same time showing like just how truthful righteous and like you know you know forthcoming she is and like there's all this bravery and courageousness that one wonder woman is and that's like one of the great things about her as a character and then just like marching straight out to no man's land taking on all the gunfire and then taking out the entire trench and then just being like like looking back at steve trevor and just be like let's fucking keep going motherfucker and then like just kept going into the town and then just took out the germans again and then goes into the buildings and then just just wrecks house like literally just wrecks house and ended up to the sniper scene when she jumps through uh, the uh, uh, church steeple and just takes out the top half of the church. That was awesome. Or at least the whole tower of the church. I can't remember what it was exactly that got destroyed. But my God, that was just such a great use of her powers. And just also just a great use to show that she's like a force of nature. You know, like she's just woman. Hear me roar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that was probably the 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 early part before it gets muddled and kind of a little too... Uh, quickly cut to understand what's happening. The the walking up the stairs was good. We're not following the uh, outline at all, by the way. Uh, next up was going to be... Oh, wait, no, wait, we are. No man's actions. Oh, I missed it. Look oh, at you. So smooth, buddy. So smooth. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we are following that. That's the next well, thing. You know so what, so we're, we're not doing the movie chronologically at all, I guess. No, we don't have to go through chronologically the film. I just kind of like, when I think of it, I just kind of like to think of like the things that... I write down the outline, just a couple of things that I like. I liked things, or the things I didn't like, or we things just skipped I an hour into the movie, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right, at some point we have to mention the fact that Wonder Woman should be taking place during World War II, and they made a creative decision to make it look a little bit less like um, Captain America and and Thor at the same time, which is pretty much what it is. Uh, and switch it, it works. to World War One. It works better than both of them. It I certainly, mean, Thor, yeah. Thor is like a three, three out of five boys. But for me, First Avenger, Captain America, the First Avenger is like two out of five. I, boys. I see. I, I think that's one of their their best uh, movies. I think I think First Avenger is better than Winter Soldier. Oh, what? Because I really like Joe Johnson. I love the Rocketeer, and I felt like I was reminded of the Rocketeer the entire movie. It, it felt very classic, very movie. Um, hey. Rewatch yeah. The Rocketeer. I rewatched it in 2013. Uh, I guess that's some okay. Really? Mm-hmm. You really liked it? Loved. I forgot. Totally forgot that uh, the 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 bald guy from Lost plays uh, Howard Hughes. Yeah. When he saw that hair. Oh man, John that was such a cool Locke. scene. That was just, no, yeah. Rocketeer holds up. Rocketeer holds up just fine. Was it uh, Terry O'Quinn? I think or something. Yeah. Like that? You know what else holds up fine? Jennifer Connelly's tits. You know what holds up fine? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. Oh, That's right. Joe yeah, Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what? I thought for a second there was like, you might as well have said Benji until I realized it was the You same know director. what doesn't hold up okay, though? Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Yeah, it doesn't hold up as well. <laughs> no, I was going to say Baby. Secret of the Lost Legend. Oh, no. All right, wait. I totally just saw in theaters right now the female version of Captain America, the first Avenger. Mixed with I Thor. Mean, Mixed with Thor. Mixed with Thor. I mean, that really, really was what that was. And it's very weird that, like, it's hard to, like, go without saying that. But you have to almost say that. So, yeah. So, what I think is really crazy about it is that, like, you know, they have bookends even like Captain America does. Uh, the first Avenger did. And Captain America, the first Avenger, the bookends kind of actually make sense. Because they, they, uh, they have to acknowledge that, yes, we're currently in present Marvel flashback to... You know, yeah, same to, here. you know, to Marvel of yesteryear, and then we'll, we'll jump back in and we'll we'll see how the story progresses. Yeah, from exact, that point, it's the exact same thing. But here. but this this for this movie was different. This movie had a bookend where we just saw her show up to work at Paris, uh, Louvre, and uh, as like mm-hmm. some antiquities director at, in the museum. Yeah, and then she's just like, you know, oh, I got this photo from Bruce Wayne. Oh, I remember Steve Trevor. And then she has a flashback about how she. M- was a baby and like, you know, had a, a wonderful painting story about, you know, Roman gods fighting, followed by, you know, training, followed by eventually bumping into Steve Trevor, then like following him into the, you know, World War One and whatnot. But here's the thing that I find very di- weird, right? So then the movie ends and like he, he dies, but it's, she's just kind of like, 
I will stand strong for mankind and I will fight atrocities. And it's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's not that's not the Wonder Woman of BVS at all. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Like, a hundred years later, she's like just totally not down with mankind. Like, what happened? There's something. There's well, a lot, a lot happened. We we don't we don't see that. We're just seeing. The Are story they really up. gonna be like be like it didn't happen then? It happened in 1945. Yeah, you know? that I I I. I I assume that that is they're setting up. There's more to that character's backstory. This is the backstory of the photo. And because you don't do the photo without at least explaining who she is. And that was, you know, Aries, which is kind of her obsession since she was a kid. It's it's kind of like the early parts of her life. But, yeah, something happened between the end of this movie and where we see her at the beginning of Batman v but Superman. But she says 100 years ago, I lost faith in men. See, here's what I think. I feel like Ares was almost tacked on and the real ending was supposed to be General Ludendorff just dying and, and, him, and him not being Ares. And then like being like, see, there is no Ares. Men are just evil now. And her just being like, oh, I totally lost faith in men. And I yeah. thought that was actually going to be the ending at one point. I was like, oh, this would be great. Actually, there's no like crazy villain character at the yeah. end. And then boom. Nope. Major classic CGI villain battle sequence. Yeah, I did. Uh, based on on what you see in BVS, it would assume that this movie would end with a little bit of a twist where uh, it, it turns out it like since she got betrayed or something, something like Steve Trevor was bad or so. Yeah, or the Ares thing, and that's why she just like I'm going back to Mascara. I don't like humanity anymore, and then she comes back. But I mean, that doesn't explain why she's back on Earth being an art dealer. I don't know. Well, you know, speaking on that, well, let's go into villains. So, what do you think of the villains of the movie? Uh, I, Dan Houston, who is also the villain of the best Marvel movie, oh, X Men yeah, Origins, Wolverine. Yeah, he great is, movie. He is one of seventeen actors who have played Colonel William Stryker, um, along with Brian <laughs> Cox and that one guy from Days of Future Past, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and of uh, of, of course. Uh, Brad Pitt played him in X-Men, uh, the saga of uh, of uh, Jubilee's pants. So, yes, Danny Houston plays, I guess, General Ludendorff. I certainly did not remember his name. Who's, who is actually a real person? He's a no, really? He's a real historical character? Yes. Well, way to fuck over that real guy. Um, so General Ludendorff, played by Danny Houston, because we're in spoilers, is... Uh, set up as Diana thinks she's yeah, he's the he's Aries the entire movie that didn't Ares. work on you right you didn't you didn't buy that for one fucking second right because I, I knew very early on that as soon as they showed David Phyllis I was like okay so he's Aries and then they of course show that Danny Houston's sniffing like super strength powder so it's like yeah. oh, okay so that's how he can fight with her so obviously he's not Aries for me that was okay so when I saw him do this the powder sniff mm -hmm. and he got all powered up I was like, okay, that's a little too heavy. I think that's going to be a bait and switch. And then what, what sealed it for me, it sounds like a little bit later than you, probably not much later, but a little bit later, is there's a scene where David Thewlis comes back to uh, Steve Trevor and um, uh, uh, Diana, and he's like, you know, I'm willing to help you on the low, low. And that's when I was like, oh, he's got a cane. Aries, because Aries is healing. That's the whole thing about Aries is that he's like chilling out, healing somewhere. That's potentially where where he's at. So that's when I was like, okay. And then I thought Diana was uh was the god killer as soon as she asked her mom like about seeing it or something yep. like that in the beginning. And her mom was like, hmm, <laughs> and I was like, oh, of course, duh. That's then that's obviously Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, so correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but the original story for Wonder Woman origin was that she was indeed made from fucking clay and brought to life by Hippolyta and brought to uh, life by uh, Zeus. And then they changed it to she's just Zeus's daughter. And so this was basically like a fake out, like the original origin, but the real the new new 52 origins, what's real. That's correct. Yes. This was a combination of, of, of getting everybody their cake to eat it, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, that was what it was. And it worked out great. I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was like a great like little like, you know, nursery rhyme to tell their, their you know, her daughter like, you know, no, you were made out of clay. <laughs> you know, it's so cute. Mm, clay. It's like nice and soft. And then, you know, she can be like, wow, that's cool. I've totally bought that because I'm a little kid. Uh, she 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 buys it when she's like 30. <laughs> 
No, I think she's supposed to be playing way younger than. I thought she was like practically like 18, 20, whatever, like, or, or whatever that equals to in hundreds of years' life. Well, she is but, 32 in a, a gal. Uh, and also, we need to say this is it Godot, uh, Godot, or Godot? Because I've heard I will be three. saying Godot, and that's probably all I'll be saying. Godot. I'm going to say sorry, Godot gal. as well. Yeah, she's 32 you, and a mother of two. You're so amazing. She's, she's not innocent. I mean, she's, she's, she 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 looks yeah she looks her age she she could pull off maybe twenty eight at the youngest no way she's nineteen no but I think she's supposed to be really young and and like you know and per, I think she's supposed to be purposely like sheltered and naive well who right? knows how old they how how they age maybe the scenes where she's like a fucking little girl is like uh, five hundred two hundred whatever years ago maybe five thousand years ago maybe she's five thousand I think she's supposed to be five thousand we're here with uh, Gal Gadot uh, here's Gal. Hello, my name is Gal Gadot. I'm obviously Israeli. Gal Gadot. Well, okay, so yeah, so with General Ludendorff, I thought one of the things I liked about it was that how Steve Trevor was like trying to kind of fight the war and she was trying to fight the the, the boss at the end of the game. And I liked that they had conflicts that way in their ideologies and how they wanted potentially the same goals. They just had different ways of handling it and also different morals or different choices in ways they were willing to like sacrifice. And I thought that was awesome. And one of those things I liked was how when Steve Trevor stops her in the dance or the uh, ball and from uh, killing General Ludendorff, but in the result is that he does set off those, you know, mortars and artillery shells, those massive, you know, howitzers and just takes out the town and just completely poisons them. And I thought that was absolutely crazy. I was just to see, I mean, it was like, it was like DC was clearly just once again, was just like, I liked how DC owned it this time. They were like, yeah, it's dark. Yeah, because Diana we, possibly caused people. that, right? Diana possibly fucked it up by, by going in there. Like it might, Steve Trevor might have been no, able to. No, I think he might have been able to stop really it. Blames, I think she really blames him, and she's right. No, I she, mean, she could have if she killed him right then, they would not have fired those howitzers off. They would have been in a total panic about a dude who just got killed by this like hardcore hot sexy chick who just walked in the room. So, anyways, but then I do love how like she practically enacted revenge almost immediately, and she rode that horse in like a badass. I thought the CGI wasn't that bad actually when she got on the horse and then hopped over the gate and then just cut through the fence and then just took out all those soldiers. That was awesome. I just loved how like you know that whole ending then just climaxed from that point on until she just beat the fuck out of General Ludendorff. She just threw the dude all over the place, and it ended up being just a normal human being, which I love. That's the that's the reveal in the end. Not only is it just like oh he's not. Aries. No, he was just a normal human being who got his ass just handed to him and thrown through walls and everything, thrown through fucking ceilings, grabbed with a whip and tossed back fucking down onto a roof. Dude got fucking destroyed and she just beat the fuck out of this guy and then just stabs him through the fucking heart. It was fucking hardcore and it was a great revelation to watch her go through immediately afterwards to see that she just like totally became this weapon. The God Killer. So, yeah. And then that leads, obviously, to Ares' reveal and twist. What would you think of that reveal and twist, Felk? So, what you just described, to me, was just, like, going through the motions. It was one of the, the low parts of the movie, because I, I fucking totally saw that coming. Yeah, uh, but I was really satisfied with the way it played it, out still. That was awkward. Like, there was awkward moments, like, where she reaches for her sword, and then she doesn't have her sword, and she has to jump up on the roof and get the sword, and then it's, like, next shot, she's just jumping down from the sword. It's, like, like that was kind of, like, unusual. That that was kind of one of the lowest things where I'm, like, I'm 10 steps ahead of your movie. Let's get on with it. What I didn't see coming was what happened next. Like, I did not know how the movie would resolve itself from that point on, and and that's why I like that stuff. I mean, I, the... the uh, I honestly, I've never really liked Chris Pine because I, I, to me, there is only one Kirk and that's really all I know him from. But he he kind of like props up this movie quite a bit in what could have been a uh, very by the book role. He is uh, not only charming, yeah. but uh, he's charming and he also knows his place. He knows that he's second in this movie and he has to play it down and he needs to also he gives Gal all that, like that, that, that prestige, that all the weight. He helps with that. By the way, he kind of ha handles himself around her. That he's this attractive man, this handsome man who's actually like you know 
all kind of befuddled and like you know. No, I don't. Uh, I don't really. Oh agree no, with a little bit. Like he he helps. He helps it for sure. And he's great. I mean, he's really great. I mean, he. No, because I I kind of disagree completely on that because I think one of the things this movie does do well is. Uh, one of the reasons, one of the many, many, many reasons I absolutely hate uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters remake is that every man in that movie is either functionally retarded, which is Chris Hemsworth, uh, just which an error. Funny just an, it's funny. It is fucking funny. Well, perhaps I, 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 I took it more personally, uh, specifically, the, like and every other man is an asshole. And then the villain is clearly a not and, even remotely thinly veiled insult to autistic adult males. Um, well, I felt, and then on top of that, they also kill the villain in Ghostbusters by shooting him in the dick. Uh, yes. So where where Wonder Woman uh, lets Steve Trevor, he's a hero in this movie. The entire he, like, is. he is, but he's not on the same mission as her. She's on a mission to like save humanity in a much greater sense. Uh, he knows that he is. He he actually saves the day in the movie, but he, he even has that line where he says like, "I, I can save today." And and by dying, and and that's what made that sacrifice like work is that he's not for as a man. There is a character for you there in the movie too, and and that's what makes the movie not feel like a fuck you. It feels like a like just a fun movie. And it's, I agree with that, but I still think that he helped. He he being the probably the better actor between the two of him and Gal. Yeah, he helped. He helped prop her up. Um, I think for a better, you know, way to handle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, again, he has just as an actor has probably a little bit more experience. Uh, exactly. Yeah, doing that stuff. Yes. Oh, but definitely. he he was fantastic in the role. I thought he did a great job. I loved his sacrifice in the end. I thought it was totally the Steve Rogers I wanted. I mean, Steve Trevor. Trevor. I wanted to see. Oh no, but that was really fucking awesome because he like the way he kind of like. Yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve Rogers it. is kind of a bitch. Uh, Steve Trevor kind of owns him because, you know, Here's what? The Steve Trevor thing, fucks folks. the girl. Steve, the, Steve Rogers in the books is not a bitch in the way he goes down. I just the first Avengers is just really, really fucking terrible the way they handle his sacrifice. But anyways, um, this movie, though, I thought I love that Steve Trevor has to die. That he has to be the catalyst that causes her to, like, you know, kind of shun away from humanity I don't, I she, like, it seemed like she, he, she inspired him that humanity has good in it and is worth protecting I so by too, the but the I don't think that's where this movie's gonna go I don't think we're honestly just like First Avenger I don't think we're revisiting the past I think Wonder Woman from this point on will be like Winter Soldier and then like you know Civil War I hope not that'd Anyways, be wrong for the character so it, it may be so but I think I don't think they're going backwards with Wonder Woman I think they're gonna try to stay within I think Wonder Woman's the next big franchise for them I think it's gonna be like let's get the next Wonder Woman out and let's get the next Batman still out. Yeah. Flash, let's hold on until we find somebody that's right. Man of Steel 2, whatever it is. Hopefully it's called Man of Tomorrow, which I saw some like fan trailer called that. I thought that was a brilliant name for it, actually, Man of Tomorrow. But um, yeah, I, that's probably going to be on hold. Justice League 2 will be on hold. Green Lantern Corps will probably be on hold. The next movie, Fast Track, immediately will be Wonder Woman 2. Yeah. Then it'll be like the Batman and then maybe Suicide Squad or some variation of Batgirl or Gotham Sirens. That's my guess. Possibly. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Based on no information whatsoever. Yeah, I, I don't entirely know if that's true because its opening box office weekend was lower than Man of Steel. So it's like in way lower than BBS. It did well. But it's a, it's a smaller IP. I mean, honestly, yeah. and it's a riskier IP and it did fucking amazing considering mm -hmm. that's the, that's, re, that's what's fantastic about it. But I still back, I guess to go back to it, I still thought that Chris Pine did a great job as Steve Trevor and I really loved his sacrifice. I thought to see his revelation of when he was at the moment he had to do it, but how he was so happy he was able to like save today. That was awesome. And then I loved, I absolutely loved the way like, you know, you saw their goodbye the second time. And you kind of like the shell shock is gone. Oh, and I did if, not. If like she that. finally processed it. I loved that. I didn't get oh, I well, well, what was okay. So just to clarify, if you're shell shocked and you lose your hearing, when your hearing returns, you don't remember. Are what you, you Wonder didn't Woman hear. Felk? Okay, yeah, all right. If you want to say that, do you have Wonder okay, Ears? Okay, if, if you're gonna say that that's because she's a demigod and because demigods process you know shell shock probably differently somehow i mean it plays dramatically it plays uh it plays a story but it, it was kind of like how does she have this information now but she didn't have it then i didn't understand that because shell shock what it does is it momentarily you know you forget something i pulled that right on my ass yeah i don't think that's true <laughs> 
Well, nonetheless, it works. I, I, it works dramatically. It works as dramatically worked, as a moment. Had she gotten that did. information and heard it, then that might have been post production uh, up mm-hmm. to replay the scene. I don't really know. Uh, Joss Whedon. No, Joss Whedon wasn't involved in this. <laughs> Patty Jenkins. It swears up and down. I'm sure Joss Whedon didn't touch this, and it's just going to be all everyone. Did you think that that scene was Joss Whedon? Yeah, she, he didn't touch this at all, except he he wrote a script for Wonder Woman like ten years ago that's still at Warner Brothers. So somebody Shh. somebody could have looked at that script. Josh, Joss. I kind of don't like. I kind of don't like Joss Whedon anymore. Joss. Um. Can you hear my biscuit? Yeah. Um. So, okay, well, cool. I think, okay, so, you know, interesting enough, I want to think about, like, after this whole idea of, like, you know, his sacrifice, and it still doesn't really make sense that her 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 abandonment of humanity comes from this from this sacrifice, but the movie doesn't end that way. But the, not, well, the movie doesn't end in the uh, uh, ni- uh, 1918 or whatever it was at that time that way. She's very uplifted. It doesn't seem like she's very depressed by humanity. No. I still think they, the movie would have been more interesting if it ended with her just killing a general and, and realizing that doesn't stop war. And But moving on. The audience would not have liked that. I think it was interesting to flash forward to uh, uh, her back in Paris, the Louvre. And all of a sudden, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be just the score or it was also a score slash sound effect, quote unquote, that you hear a boom. Boom tubes. And she looks up and she she's not looking at anything, but she's looking at the roof to essentially be like, there's something. Hark. Do you hear that? You know, yep. and then shows her like suiting up and then jumping and then whatever it looks like flying. So I guess two questions for you, Felk. A. Can she fly now or can she just do what Hulk does, which is leap, you know, incredibly? And the other question is, um, is she leaping into the beginning of Justice League? Yeah. So the the, the theory is that those are boom tubes, uh, what you're hearing, uh, which are the. But dark. you don't see anything don't in see that anything, wide shot. OK, it's I, I believe the, the theory is because the sound, if you remember Justice League or if you remember the animated series, yeah. uh, sounds just like the boom tubes. That uh, that dark side would, or I guess the Steppenwolf would be sending uh, parademons to Earth with. So, man, that oh, so yeah. So you think that's like maybe the first sequence in Justice League is Wonder Woman, and that I, would yeah. be so fitting a Joss Whedon. Yeah, that would be very much a, if it just opens up with her her flying into Paris and has a quick sequence, and then she's contacting Batman, being like, "Hey, Brucey, there's there's parademons, Brucey." Die, die, I need you. And then that's what sends Bruce on his quest to go find Aquaman and, and Barry Allen and everything. Arthur, where are you? Where are you? Arthur, I need to find Barry. Where's Barry? Barry. Barry. Oh, okay. Uh, they, couldn't throw, they couldn't call her Wonder Woman once in the movie, huh? Too hard. No, but they call, they called it Paradise Island. Did they say Paradise Island? Or this from Earth Mascara. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, they, uh, Steve Trevor. I think he's on it at one point. And he's like, it's like something like you know, oh, to be trapped here on Paradise Island. <laughs> no, because it's the but 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 ladies. Yeah, but the hot, sexy, hard bods. Yeah. Uh, Who? Okay, okay. Out of the out of all the Amazonians, minus Gal. Good dope. Okay. Who's your hard bod? I, uh, there were so many. It, it definitely was not Connie Britton or Connie Nielsen or whatever her name is. Uh, uh, or or Robin Wright fucking pin. She'll, sorry, Robin Wright. You'll always be Robin Wright pin to me. Um, it, it was one of the many, many hot extras that were, were there. There was a lot of them. Hmm. I might have to go with... I think it was like a blonde. Yeah, there was a. I want to say there was a blonde one that was really hot. There was like a hot, sexy blonde one. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, there was too many to be. To yeah, so that not super, super important. Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, her name was Dotson Crows or whatever. You know that that that. I guess that was that. Uh, she model. in there? Oh wow! Oh yeah. I no. don't know her name. Is that how you pronounce her name? I have no idea. I'm sure I just butchered the hell of that name. Uh, I think Dotson Cross or Dotson Crows is correct. Oh, really? Like, uh, who's your favorite, like, actual Wonder Woman that's live action and or animated? There's only two live action. 
Yeah, well, well, unless you want to count Adrian Pilecki. I haven't seen that. No one else has. Um, I have. Uh, um, yeah, no, the DCAU is pretty much my definitive every DC character, so that... that Bruce, Bruce Tim one was wonderful. That's the one I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, that one was amazing, but I still think that Gal Gadot was the is for me the most definitive Wonder Woman at this point. She looked really confident in that costume. I think one of the things that's interesting is that you know with Christopher Reeve, a lot of people make the comparison with Christopher Reeve and her is the alley scene where she blocks you know the bullets. But I think the interesting thing about her and Christopher Reeve that's actually a real comparison is that's really interesting is the fact that he was really confident in a really stupid costume. And she was really confident in a really stupid costume. Oh, I like the costume. she looked great in it. I love the costume, but it was a stupid costume you think about it in theory. Christopher Reeves actually made the costume, like he actually pulled off the costume of the stupid leotard. But what I think what's interesting is that Gal Gadot was actually able to take this brass gold outfit that everybody was wearing or some form of fashion of that, some form of fashion of leather, gold, and whatnot, Greek, and then grab this bright red and bright blue costume and put it on and pull it off mm. 100% and looked great every time when the coat opened up and it just showed the costume underneath no, and no, they were trying to cover it up. All good. Looked amazing. She looked fantastic the whole time. And some of that, I know, was CGI because she was pregnant during some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said she had to cover up belly. her belly, with, the a, belly. With, a, yeah, with like a green little sheet and then they just CGI'd That's it That's a lot out. of but, the, uh, the blue dress scene. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, she looked fantastic in that dress. Uh, that scene, All the right that baby facts. That working. scene was reshot. Something else happened there. Um, and, and because of the, I, I've seen stills of her with the, the belly that's that's green while she's wearing the blue dress. Israeli, Israeli has the most fucking beautiful, Israel has the most beautiful women. It is absurd. If you just like Google like it, 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 Israel, a uh, hot female army, it's like it basically is uh, the mascara. Like Gal is just like slightly the prettiest of like a, a whole world of pretty women. It is, it is absurd. Well, I think they're just hot babes everywhere. Felk. No, there's hot, hot babes mm. everywhere. Not, not in Antarctica. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. Maybe some, like some hot scientist babes are down in Antarctica. There's like forty people there. I mean, uh, no, there's there's there is definitely nations that are hotter, and uh, Gal, Gal just took took hers up 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 a, up a few notches. I mean, they all have the representatives, right? You know, like Margot Robbie's the hottest Australian right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlize Theron's been the hottest South African for forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, America's diverse enough that we have different like types, but you know, like. Uh, Marissa Miller was probably always going to be one of the hottest Californians. She embodies California. Santa Cruz. She from Santa Cruz? That's right, baby. Hey, do, you got Google? You got Google up? Yep. yep Google yep. Google for me. All right, you, you remember that bitch, Adrian Pilecki, how she looked in fucking Wonder Woman costume like she was wearing a goddamn Party City outfit? Oh, uh, yeah. I've ex- seen all exa- versions of it. Exact yeah. same time. Google Kimberly Kane, uh, Wonder Woman. You should you should Google Felk when I'm doing this. You should Google... Um, Crap, what's her name? She's a Denise Milani Wonder Woman. Yeah, Kimberly Kane. Yeah, she was was she in the show or the movie or whatever it was? No, she she's porn? a she's a porn star. She's so porn that one. is the second best live action Wonder Woman costume. Substantially better than the fucking David E. Kelly uh, Adrian Pilecki version, and obviously much better than uh, even the Linda Carter version, which also was kind of cheesy. Like that is still, I, I mean, I like the fucking hot pants, half her ass hanging out, like sexy Wonder Woman. Obviously, they can't do that for the movie now. But like, there was multiple Adrian Palicki costumes, just by the way. There was one where she's just wearing, wearing the, like, the panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that one too, and it's okay. Uh, and she's, she's Adrian Palicki's got very nice titties, but that fucking costume is fucking trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've, 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 I've seen it. Looks great. Uh, Pulls she it off. Lo- she looks great. The costume looks and like she, it's yeah, a fucking. She, the, she look. She looks like a girl who's drunk on Halloween, and is dressed as Wonder Woman. Who you be the luckiest boy in town to get you know get a little kiss from or get to go home with you. But she does not look like she's legitimately supposed to be believable as Wonder Woman. That's that that show was a joke. Whereas the fucking porn version with Kimberly Kane 
uh, looks pretty fucking legit. I mean, it looks she ab- does. about as good if you were to make the the that that version of the costume look look real. And and Wonderman's let's just put it this way is is a difficult costume to do right. And this one, it, I I feel like it got just about everything right. It it doesn't. Uh, I mean, it's 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 pretty much the exact same costume as as in BVS, except now you can actually see some of its color. Uh, and it's, it's not super washed out, but it, it toes that line between, you know, Xena warrior princess and, and dumb drunk girl on a, on a Halloween night. Type this name in for Wonder Woman. Type in Relia Vanderbilt. Relia? Relia, R-I-L-E-A-H, Vanderbilt. She played Wonder Woman in a small little YouTube short. She looked great as Wonder Woman as well. And I think she was mainly using that video uh, to pretty much promote that. her her ability to get the role. I think that was what 2011 or something like that. I thought that they they did that, or maybe 2012, something like that. At least I know they, they did it before they cast uh, Gal Gadot. It's, pre- it's pretty similar. Yes. It's, sorry, Ralea Vanderbilt, you didn't get it. Hey. Hey. It's pretty. And good. then the other. And then the only other Wonder Woman that I can think of besides um the Bruce Tim uh, Wonder Woman. Who, which was uh, played by um, who was the actress that played her? It was um, Dina Myers from Starship Troopers. Oh, Dina Myers. Okay, yes, she was great. But the, it was another really good Wonder Woman um, actress, and it was uh, Carrie Russell, and she played Wonder Woman in the DC animated movie Wonder Woman, and that's a great Wonder Woman movie too. It's pretty good. Uh, that was that was by far my favorite DC uh, animated movie until uh, the Red Hood one came out. Recently released or, or announced was that fucking trailer. Uh, Bella Heathcote will be playing the kind of inspiration for Wonder Woman, and, and Bella Heathcote is a woman I really would like to fuck. Did you see Neon Demon? Yeah, that's why I, I got. To, I got to see that as a, a special screening, and uh, there was way more um, dead uh, pussy looking and shit. In oh, that's Jenna Malone. Okay. Oh, uh, Jenna Malone was fucking the shit out of that dead body in the version I saw. No, good for. Wow, that must have been fucked something. I actually commented on the card and said too much dead body fucking or whatever. She was seriously, there's like a hardcore scene where you see like this white shot of her just fucking fingering the pussy. The uh, dead body pussy. So yes, uh, Professor William Moulton Marston. William Moulton Marston was uh, the guy who created Wonder Woman, a uh, psychologist or psychiatrist who also somewhat invented the polygraph test and had a wife as well as a girlfriend in a polyamorous three-way relationship. And he was really into getting tied up and also tying them up. So 1940s BDSM uh, combined the uh, ropes and tying up. Okay, Ballard. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So, and, and that's where like the last of the truth comes from. And that's, and the the girlfriend that the, the wife and him so like Wonder Woman's based on those two women and there's a movie coming out with uh, fabulous gay Luke Evans playing the uh, the, the professor and uh, Bella Heathcote will be playing the uh, mistress who's a largely physical inspiration for uh, Wonder Woman Wonder Woman and uh, that's why I mentioned I want to fuck Bella Heathcote. I saw that there was a trailer available, but I did not actually watch the trailer yet. It's not a trailer; it's a teaser. It's it's, it's like oh. ten seconds long. Is she the one that's in um in uh Dark Shadows? No. No, that's no. a different chick. Actually, maybe not. I'm not sure. Bella? Uh she's in she's in uh Nazis and what's the fucking name of the sh- the, the show? Uh Dark Shadows, Victoria Winters and Josette Dupre. Yeah, she was in Dark Shadows. Man, the man, the High Castle is the show. I wasn't just randomly mentioning Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the movies. She's in I except, hate these guys. Except uh, Man in High Castle and uh, Neon Demon. I have not seen Fifty Shades Darker yet. Maybe never will. No, yeah, probably never will. No. Um, you know what? She uh, she definitely looks like Tim Burton's type. She is tasty. Yeah, she is tasty. Kind of see her pussy in Neon Demon. Neon Demon Pussy. Yeah. Mm. Like, are, are we done with Wonder Woman? How far are we into this fucking recording? Well, I mean, because, yeah, I, I, half of what I want to say, I don't even know if I fucking should say. 
What do you want to say? say I, I want to say one of the fucking. All right. So one of the things I really liked about this movie was the fact that a lot of it was fucking re- rejecting uh, the bullshit, whiny, lie based uh, negative aspects of what's commonly referred to as third wave feminism while embracing the positive but still relevant messages of first wave feminism. And a lot I of I like how she told Steve Trevor that she didn't need his reasons or he needed his help to make choices or whatever the fuck it was. Essentially, that's what I got from it. Yeah. When, when he was like, you know, like, sure. you, can't, you can't kill him. She's like, I don't fucking need you to tell me not to do something. Yeah, that was very first wave feminism. I like that. And, and, oh, and cool. So that's why I'm in agreement with you then. Third wave feminism would be basically hating men, which is what the Ghostbusters marketing was all entirely based off with a thinly veiled uh, specific targeted hatred to men on the and autism. And you liked this, I guess. Men on the autism right, spectrum. Yes, I really liked uh, Okay. I really want to make that this. clear. Yes. Uh, other things that are kind of associated with it is third wave feminism is often uh, tied in with very pro-Islam messages. So who do they cast as Wonder Woman for this film? An Israeli national who spent an additional two extra years in the Israeli Defense Force voluntarily. And in 2014, Gal Gadot uh, tweeted, I am sending my love and prayers to my fellow Israeli citizens, especially to all the boys and girls who are risking their lives protecting my country against the horrific acts conducted by Hamas, who are hiding like cowards behind women and children. We shall overcome. Shabbat Shalom. Hashtag, uh, where are right? Uh, free Gaza from Hamas, hashtag stop terror, hashtag love IDF, with a hashtag coexistence thrown in there, just to not make it too controversial. But goddamn, did that tweet get brought up a lot about two weeks before uh, Wonder Woman came out of people calling her a Zionist, uh, specifically... You know, a lot of feminist blogs try to co-opt them, and a lot of feminist blogs also kind of aren't too fond of Israel. And I... Not going to get super political, but I fully support Israel's right to exist. Uh, I fully support Israel in terms of the Gaza dispute. And I think that it was an incredibly bold decision in 2016. I guess it was mostly Zach uh, Snyder to cast an Israeli national citizen uh, who has spent you know additional time in the IDF as Wonder Woman, who is an embodiment of fe- female courage. I think that that is a positive message that people should pay attention to. So cool. Do you have any feelings on that? Are you willing to go in on that? I think it's so cool. Okay. You're not going to go any further on that? I don't know enough. Um, I'm just a simple pizza delivery driver, and (laughs) I just don't know enough about these confusing international ideas. So I just keep to myself. I thought you would know a little bit more about that kind of thing. I just keep to myself. All right. My pizzas, delivering them. I got to get from house to house. Well, my opinions do not. I pay my ways with my tips and my podcast. So please donate to Patreon. Well, my I just want to then preface that my opinions are for Felk, me alone, uh, not representative of the entirety of the Cool Boy Nation or the Cool Boy Podcast, uh, that I stand with Israel. But I, Michael, agree with Felk and think that he has some interesting ideas, and unless somebody gave me like another really good you know, argument in the contrary, and I was like able to not like find bullshit in it, I would, I would, I would, I might agree with them, but for now I agree with you until your argument is destroyed. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not, that's, that's a fucking, that's a, there's plenty of information you could find on that. I'm not going to go into all that. I'm just, you know, she was, she was, uh, I think 2007's, uh, in the Miss Universe contest, she was Miss Israel. She's very beautiful. This, this is why I was not, uh, maybe paying attention as much to you like we're talking (laughs) So you f- apparently you found a real photo of someone coming on Gal Gadot's face, even though the, the, the cock has a different lighting to it. And the cum also looks incredibly photoshoppy. Uh, that must be completely real. The composition is all off, but it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's uh, real. I, I, whoever, whoever spent the time to Photoshop that, like that, that woman was a U.N. Rep- well, she was briefly a U.N. representative. So she's a mother. She's a mother of two. Show her some respect. 
There's pl- how how there's, much time do you think that person put into that? I don't know, that? but there's 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 plenty of women who already have real cum on their face that you can find all over the internet. No reason to photoshop. No no real reason to photoshop uh, celebrity women poorly <laughs> getting cum shots. No real reason to. It's very popular. I've I've found as we've done like you know, like talking bodies so far. I've, I I didn't realize how common those fakes are. Oh man, fuck the UN too. By the way. You, so I don't know if you followed that, but for about like two weeks, uh, Gal, along with Linda Carter, were uh, like honorary representatives to the UN uh, because of uh, for, just for like women, uh, because they were Wonder Women. And then the fucking 2014 uh, tweet that Gal made that was very pro-Israel was dug up and the UN just fucking dropped uh, both of them like a hat uh, because, oh, we don't we, we thought about it. We're the UN and we thought maybe. You know, a bad represent a rep, bad representative for uh, uh, women's interests in in uh, in the world would be a, a you know a fictional character, even though it's like they're not fictional characters; they're they're real women who portrayed a fictional character. You've got Angelina Jolie as an ambassador to fucking Africa, like she knows more about that than people who actually have like worked in Africa as opposed to just adopting kids. It's like you're this, it was always was a publicity stunt. And then you decided after the fact with no relation to the fact that, you know, somebody noticed the fact that someone who's actually from Israel is pro Israel, that you completely backpedaled on, on that. The UN created Israel and then basically spent the last 50 years, uh, trying to undo that. And, uh, not 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 a fan of the UN's uh, opinions on this. Well, we got really political on this episode. Big factor, big factor in why I did not like Civil War uh, is because it's like, couldn't they have made it any? Couldn't they just made it the U.S. government that was doing like the uh, Sokovia Accords? Why did it have to be the fucking UN? Because then immediately I do side with Captain uh, with Cap America because it's like. Uh, if it was any other governing agency that wanted to do oversight over superheroes, uh, especially if it was just the U.S. military, it'd be like, yeah, let's hear them out. This is smart. But it's the U.N. It's like, uh, do, does Tony Stark, is Tony Stark under the impression that the U.N. actually accomplishes things in the world as opposed to just creating red tape and meddling? <laughs> like, it was it was a very weird uh Place I to actually, put that in there. But I actually kind of agree with Tony Stark's. Like, I would agree with Tony Stark if it was the fucking U.S. military or like a coalition of like the U.S., British, uh, Canadian, uh, U.S. ally military. But the fact that it was the U.N., it's mm-hmm. like North Korea is the only nation that like not in the U.N. Everybody's in the U.N. It's like not the U.N.'s never going to agree that it's time to send in the Hulk. Yeah, well. Yeah, because it's like dropping a bomb, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like you'll never get you'll they'll, they'll basically if it was really the UN deciding when or and when the uh, when not the Avengers can act, the UN would never fucking be like, yeah, US send in your fucking send in Thor. <laughs> like so it would have to have been like a, a smaller contingency of like US allied nations, uh, militaries or governments deciding that because it was the UN, the Sokovia Accords is fucking terrible and useless. Well, I guess the idea, though, of, of, of both Captain America Civil War and the idea of this along across the board is that it's they're not there to just be sent into small skirmishes. They're there because the escalation, it's the whole thing of escalation causality that Vision gets into. And I think that them being around does cause it's like Batman, you know, and, the, you know, and uh and the same thing with, you know, from Bat- and Batman Begins moving into the Dark Knight. It's the escalation. But yeah. So with, <clears throat> with Civil War, you actually thought that Tony Stark was right. I think they're both right. I mean, they. I, was, I think they did. I think what honestly is one of the, my favorite things about Civil War is how they presented both um, uh, uh, sides, and they both are sides you can, as an audience member, can easily agree with, or you can pick one over the other. But you can also uh, understand both very well, and I understood both very well. And it was, and I think that's for me. That's what made it such an emotional movie is because. I was watching these guys who I, I thought was like, man, you guys have both great ideas and you're both just kind of not listening to one aspect or being too stubborn or, you know, headstrong to not like actually be able to like, you know, be malleable enough to like kind of come to a come to an understanding and a compromise because they were just so both too like, you know, pig headed. But I, it was so hard for me because they both had great. They both are functioning on like 
like great options and choices. Yeah, I would feel exactly the same way if it was just like, here's an agreement between like the US, the British, the Canadian, the French, the Italian, like all are like fucking basically militaries that can actually like do something because it was the UN like maybe the, in the Marvel maybe in the MCU the UN is an agency that actually can do something not just a bunch of bickering uh, idiots uh, like yeah. in the real world <laughs> who would who would never agree that it's time to act it is a flawed system but I think that's kind of what we need the checks and balances for because everything's such a flawed system but you know it's not flawed Gal Gadot's bod for more information on Israel, watch the classic 2006 movie, Munch, directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Munich. <laughs> which, we discuss, which we talked about, I think, the last episode, which had, like, what, the most sweaty sex or the most sweaty penetration. And, Felk, do you think, to this day still, does Nolan think that R-rated films can have penetration, yes or no? Dude, we don't want to go into what Nolan thinks can be put in, in an R-rated movie. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I think he does think Penetration could be in an R-rated movie. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think he's very unclear with what an R-rating is. Uh, he might watch porn and think, oh, this this is a hard R. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was uh, Wonder Woman, and I just want to go back over real quickly our uh, Cool Boy ratings. I definitely give this, I think, after our conversation, I give it a five. I think uh, I think I really liked it. I, I definitely want to see it one more time, but I'm still leaning between four point five and a five. Felk, your rating is uh, four four and a half out of five. It's it yeah, is it, it is definitely not a not a perfect film. I think the action sequences are uh, a little too chaotic at times, uh, but the character characters are there. We didn't even mention the fact that there's an entire supporting cast. That's like they each get a, just enough of a moment to be interesting characters. And by the way, I really thought that the chief guy, the Native American character, was going to go e nay chuck and grow huge because I thought it was going to be a twist that he was Apache chief. Oh, but he wasn't. I guess he was just a just a Native American guy named Chief. And there happens to be a DC character for uh, who were Jade and Super Friends named Apache Chief. Well, maybe there was like some kind of slight nod to that, even though they realized they were never going to do that character that way. Yeah. Because I heard somewhere that um, uh, Samir's character was actually based on another character within DC lore. I'm not sure who, to be honest. So I, that's, I can't speak on that too much, but look, I'm yeah. sure you could look it up easily. Well, Dr. Poison's a DC character. Oh, we didn't mention yeah, Dr. She Poison. Is, yeah. Oh, by the way, Do- the actress who plays Dr. Poison, if you'd like to see her naked and have a Netflix subscription, watch the film Room in Rome. It is the sexiest movie on Netflix, and it's basically just that actress who is smoking hot. She's not really deformed in real life. Uh, naked, basically for an entire movie, in a room with a also very hot uh, Russian chick. Uh, it is uh, the hardest R, probably not even R, uh, on Netflix. But no penetration. Looks great. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then um, out of your rating for Wonder Woman, um, out of uh, all the uh, DC films, you put it at number two. Number two. Dose. So you're just like me, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. Yes. All right. I liked, by the way, the fact that every, like, the Themyscira accent just has to be an Israeli accent uh, because she can't do any other accents. And Robin White Penn <laughs> struggled, like, fucking crazy to do an Israeli accent. Oh, yeah? It was, like, German for a couple lines there, here and there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, look, she's got limits, but they used the actress within the limits well. Yeah. We'll see if Zach slash Joss Whedon. Or Zach Whedon, as he's now called, Joss Whedon can do can do can do better. Uh, so yes, that brings us once again to a close for this episode, the special episode of the Cool Boys Podcast. You can find new episodes of the regular full show every Monday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast. Wait, every Monday where we should probably say like you know, yeah, well wherever they're listening to this currently. Yeah, I guess it's Jesus. Yeah, it's not like it's not like this is just beaming into people's brains and like, well, where do I find the next one? <laughs> where did this audio come from? Yeah, so pretty, it's haunting me. Pretty self-explanatory that wherever you're currently listening to this is a viable source to listen to the next episode. 
All right, yeah. Um, follow us. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast. Email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe us on YouTube. You can find us by searching for the Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. And join us on Patreon for additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Yeah. Uh, and it only costs a dollar. Yeah, it only costs one dollar. And you're going to get one dollar. A, a special uh, additional content of, let's say, about 20-ish minutes. Sometimes more, sometimes less. For each episode every week. That's not each episode. <laughs> for many no. episodes. Most almost, episodes. Most episodes. Ish. Yeah, every, ish. Every week or so. Or three weeks or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Don't worry. It's the secrets. When they come out, they come out. Thank you for listening. This is Bizees from me. Stay cool, cool boy nation. That's Bizees from Ballard too. Oh. Wonder Ballard. Wonder Ballard. Wonder Woman. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Is that seriously your rating? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me me what's happening to you. Did I break you? No, I just wanted to rate it. I just wanted to give it a bad review the whole episode. Did you you really not like it? No, I loved it, but I wanted to review it. (laughs) I wanted to review it like someone who just hates it because he doesn't like women and, uh, and he hates, you know, DC. Um... Do you, do you want to do that? I mean, I kind of just prefer to do a regular one. I can do it for as long as I can, and then I'll just come into the movie normally. Okay. Um, nah, fine, fine, fine. Okay, coming out, I'll just give out my real review coming out. Because I was like, the next thing up is DC's logo. You're just like, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was going to do. Everything I loved, I was going to just say I hated it so much. We could try it for a second and see well, if it works. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> So serious.